It's Tuesday, April 16, 2013. Because of the urgency of this issue, we have agreed to engage in a new bilateral dialogue. U.S. inks climate agreements with China and Japan. Another oil company calls it quits in the Arctic. California sets wind energy record. Score one for the underdogs. Inside Climate News wins a Pulitzer. Plus, this is another good place for the snails to, oh my goodness. Ew. Florida invaded by giant slimy snails. All of that and more straight ahead. From bradblog.com, I'm Brad Friedman. And I'm Desi Doyen. Stand by for six minutes of independent green news, politics, analysis, and snarky comments. But I love the Earth. If you ask me, it is the greatest planet in the world. <laughs> and that's about as snarky as I feel like being today. This is your Green News Report. Okay, Desi Doyen, to be frank, with this week's events in Boston, I'm not feeling particularly snarky for some reason. No, me neither. So I'm turning to the Green News Report because you always cheer me up with your bright, green, shiny news. You got any of that today in <laughs> well, the Green actually, News Report? Yes, we do. Really? We do have some good news. Thank you. Online media startup InsideClimateNews.org has won a Pulitzer Prize for its expose on the flawed regulation of U.S. oil pipelines and the 2010 Enbridge Tar Sands Pipeline spill on the Kalamazoo River in Michigan. That was the largest onshore oil spill in U.S. history. InsideClimateNews.org is a tiny, tiny nonprofit. They are doing great work on covering the Exxon Arkansas tar sands pipeline spill. And in fact, Lisa Song with Inside Climate News is the reporter that ExxonMobil threatened to arrest last week. So go underdogs. So some some bad news on the spills, of course, but some good news that somebody's finally taking notice of the great coverage that's happening on the ground. Yes, and the Pulitzer Committee recognized a lot of excellent environmental reporting. It is moving up in the world. Bad news, they've overlooked the Green News report again. Oh, well. In California, a wind energy record. The operator of the California Electric Grid announced last week that high winds harvested by wind turbines hit a record level of energy output, generating over 4,000 megawatts for the state, and that's nearly equal to the maximum capacity of California's two nuclear power plants combined. Very cool. That is good news. Thank you for that, too. Meanwhile, in fossil fuel news... Uh-oh, here it goes. <laughs> the U.S. Chemical Safety Board has concluded that lax state regulations were a factor in the explosion at Chevron's 100-year-old refinery in Richmond, California last year. That sent 15,000 people to the hospital for breathing problems. Quote, weak state regulations allowed the company to monitor rather than simply fix potential problems. And there was talk for a while that investigators had discovered a pipe had been rerouted to avoid uh, monitoring or something that sounded rather criminal. Anything further on that? Not yet. Uh, we'll find out, hopefully soon. More oil companies are re-evaluating their plans to drill in the harsh extremes of the Arctic after Shell Oil's comedy of tragic errors over the last year. Now, ConocoPhillips has announced it has scrapped plans to drill in the Arctic in 2014, blaming strict government regulations, of course. <laughs> they ought to blame what happened to Shell as it was one disaster after another with their rigs uh, get, getting mired up there, running into storms. And dodging unpredictable ice flows. So as of now, there will be no drilling by any of these companies up there in the Arctic this summer. That's what it looks like. There's some more good news. Thank you very much. International climate diplomacy inches forward. U.S. Secretary of State John Kerry, on a trip to Asia over the weekend, signed two large-scale climate change cooperation agreements with both China and Japan that include pledges to reduce 
reduce emissions and, quote, set the kind of powerful example that can inspire the world. Much as we did yesterday in Beijing because of the urgency of this issue, we have agreed to engage in a new bilateral dialogue based on three pillars, focusing on post-2020 climate agreements, enhancing the low emissions development, and helping to build climate-resilient societies. Now, getting China in an agreement is a pretty big deal. It's not binding, but it could pave the way for international negotiations. Is that a treaty? Would that have to be approved by the U.S. Senate? No, this is just where they agreed to take pragmatic measures and to share ideas. Okay, good. Then more good news. Thank you very much. Finally, Florida is being invaded. This is another good place for the snails. To- oh, my goodness. Ew. By giant African land snails. They are huge, as big as a rat, and they eat almost everything, including the stucco and plaster on your house, says this inspector for Florida's Department of Agriculture. They like to eat the stucco off the sides of the houses because uh, it contains calcium, and the calcium helps to build their shells. Over 117,000 have been caught in just two years since they were first discovered in Miami. The Department of Agriculture's Mark Fagan warns they have to be stopped before they spread to Florida's agriculture region. Stopped and sautéed with butter and garlic. Sounds delicious. But you can't eat them. What? They have a parasite. Now you tell me. (sighs) There goes the good news. Well, for more of that uh, mostly good news, check out our website at greennews.bradblog.com. Remember, you can download our broadcast anytime via iTunes or the Stitcher or TuneIn radio apps. You can also find us and like us on the Facebook and follow us 24-7 on the Twitters at Green News Report. From bradblog.com, I'm Brad Friedman. And I'm Desi Doyan. And this has been your Good News Green News Report. In every life we have some trouble. But when you worry, you make it double. Don't worry. Be happy. Don't worry. Be happy now.